Hey you guys, my name is Betty Nicole and in today's video, we're going to look at three hindrances that may be preventing you from entering into God's rest. Now in this season of my life, the Lord has been dealing with me about the importance of just resting and trusting in his promises, in his faithfulness, and in his character. And then in the times and in the moments when my thoughts are all over the place and I am trying to calculate and analyze exactly how God is going to work certain things out that is when I need to be reminded the most that God has called us to rest and to trust in him and to enter into God's rest essentially means to cease from striving it is to cease from trying to overwork and overdo things in a way that is exhausting you and sometimes that exhaustion may not necessarily be in your physical body sometimes it is you know you can need rest from working and just need rest from your life right but what about your thoughts what about the mental thoughts the 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 anxieties and the fears and the the things that keep rolling around in your mind that you're trying to figure out how God is going to work out because you don't have all the resources you don't have the finances you don't have the capability to change a person you know that this entire circumstance is in the hands of the Lord. And because you know that he's going to change it in his time and in his season, we need to fully understand how to trust God and how to rely on him, even when he's not changing our circumstances in the time frame in which we hope that he would change it. Now, earlier this week, I was at the dentist's office, so I have two implants that I've had in my mouth a few months now and this entire process has just been a process right but nevertheless when I went to the dentist's office uh, this week I was feeling very heavy I just felt heavy I was all in my head just trying to calculate and analyze and figure out how certain things were going to work out. I have a lot on my plate, as I'm sure many of you guys do as well. And sometimes, even though you're trusting God, your thoughts and you trying to plan the next steps can get the best of you. And that's where I was. So as they called me back, I, I sat in the chair and I knew I did not want the dentist to come in and see this sad countenance on my face so he was running a little bit late and i decided to take that time to pray and i just asked the lord to help me better understand why i was so worried even though i knew that he had not never failed me that he would not fail me in this situation that he would provide that he would take care of the the necessary things that needed to be cared for that he sees the relational things that i've been praying about the relational aspects like i know Know that God knows all these things but again my mind was getting the best of me so I just prayed this sincere prayer and as I opened my eyes it's as if I heard the Lord say rest and I immediately thought about Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 when Jesus was reminding the disciples and those who he were teaching this very thing and it says in the NLT version then Jesus said come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest in that first clause I knew our 
already that God was speaking to me because I was worried and I was carrying burdens. And it's as if the Lord was saying, come to me, right? I'm going to give you rest. And what are you carrying today that is heavy, that is burdening you down? Take it to God because there is an exchange that that happens when you surrender those things that you are bearing, that you're carrying unto God. And then the verses goes on to say, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. So not only will God give us rest, but then he will give you rest for your soul. When you see the exchange that God is asking us to give him, he's saying, look, you take my yoke upon you, my yoke of, of teaching you how to be humble and how to trust me even in this process. And then as you trust me, then I'll take the yoke and the burden that you're carrying because I'm going to work those things out anyway. And then the last clause of that verse, it, it reads, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden that I give you is it is light. Listen, if you are in a season of your life and you just feel as though the world is crushing in on you, you may look out at the economy, you may examine your finances, you may be in a difficult marriage, you may have troubled children, you may have an illness in your body, whatever it is that is weighing you down mentally. God wants to give you rest. You need mental rest from striving. And God wants that to cease in your mind and in your heart. And just like God doesn't want you overworking in your natural life, he surely doesn't want you doing that in your mental. Do you know that sometimes we can be so bogged down with all of the cares of this world that we forget the very thing that we should be doing, which is simply trusting God. Sometimes I believe we think that if we think hard enough about a situation that we'll come up with a scenario or that we'll come up with a plan when that's really just a trick of the enemy. He wants you to go through this life worried and fearful and anxious because he knows that those are not the fruit of the spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, it is peace, it is long-suffering. And we have to learn to wait while we're in the midst of believing God to answer a prayer, while we're in the midst of believing God to, to answer a promise that He may have given us. We have to learn to trust that the more that we surrender to God, the more that we learn how to find joy and to find contentment in the season that He has us in, even when it feels uncomfortable comfortable even when the tears are streaming down your face even when you don't know how God is going to turn things around when you learn how to say Lord I don't know I don't understand I'm still going to trust you then that is when you begin to really see where your faith is do you know that in the old testament when the Lord was leading the children of Israel to the promised land mind you he had promised them this land so he was going to get them there but the Bible says says that he took them away that was longer and, and threw away the first and foremost to get Egypt out of them but also God wanted to prove and to test what was in their heart and that's from Deuteronomy 8 and sometimes God is trying to to refine you and prune you in ways that that don't feel good because he's trying to chisel away at all of that faithlessness at all of that unbelief at all of that hard-heartedness all of that unforgiveness 
all of that those anxious thoughts that you've lived with for many years that that seem to depress you during certain seasons and certain milestones god is trying to chisel away at all of those things and that takes time i wish that we can go from one mountaintop to the next but what will we ever learn how will we ever be comforted if we don't get to a low place and then have god come in and pick us up or have god walk with us through those through those seasons so here are three ways that you may hinder be hindering yourself from entering into god's rest the first would be unbelief and hard-heartedness we see this principle in hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 Paul is writing, and this is what he says as it relates to us remembering in chapter 3 how the children of Israel had unbelief. And because of that unbelief, some of them were unable to go to the promised land. And it, read, it reads like this. Let us therefore fear lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And Paul is saying, look, the same gospel that the children of Israel heard, that that the same gospel that has been preached throughout scripture was preached to them. But some of them did not receive it. Some of them heard it, but they didn't believe it because they didn't mix their belief with faith. And sometimes there is unbelief in our heart and we may not realize it. We may not see it, but it shows forth in our actions. It shows forth in the way in which we fear and we're anxious when God is telling us to trust him. In Mark chapter 9, we see the father pray. He said, look, Lord, I do believe, but help thou my unbelief. So the first thing you want to do is pray and ask God, Lord, are there any areas in my life that as it relates to the promise that you've given me that I really don't believe? And that's a hard thing to do. I've had to pray that prayer several times. And a lot of times God end up digging up stuff that I buried things that I were praying for in my past, things that I was trusting him to do based off of his word. And because it didn't happen in the time frame that I thought it should, I just stopped praying about it. Did that mean that God did not promise it to me? No. So we have to be careful that we don't get hard hearted and start to unbelieve. And we see this principle even in the Gospels when Jesus was talking to the disciples. He said, are you that hard hearted that you forgot that I fed the people with five loaves and one fish in the past? Do you not think that I can do it again? And sometimes this is especially true when we're struggling financially. Sometimes you just need to take an inventory of the times when God came through for you. When you knew that you had to pay this bill or you had to take care of this before a certain deadline. And they may have, the bill collector may have extended the time or the debt may have disappeared. Or God may have get, given you the exact amount of money you needed in the nick of time. God is still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And if he came through for you in the past, if he healed others in the past, he can do that for you. 
But if you have unbelief in your heart, you will not rest in the promise that God will do what he said he will do. The second principle is impatience. Sometimes we are so impatient because we want to see things in the time frame and in the season that we desire to see them. And I am learning. It is important to God that, that we learn to trust him. We see this in Abraham's life, right? We see this in Joseph's life, right? We see this in scripture, throughout scripture, that God will give a promise. Then there will be this long time frame of waiting and it'll be them going back to their normal life. And even though the promise is here and when God promises a thing, his, he's going to get you there. But he takes them through this long process again of chiseling away unbelief, hard heartedness and faithlessness from their life and from their heart. Read this verse to you guys from Deuteronomy 31 verse 8 and it reads, And the Lord, he it is that do it go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. God is with you every step of the way. And the Bible says that, you know, he's never forsaken his children. His children has never needed to beg for bread. God will walk with you. He will be with you. He will go before you and even look behind you to make sure that you get to where you need to so impatience sometimes can hinder entering into God's rest and the final principle here is surrender sometimes we're unwilling to surrender certain parts of our life to God and I'm reminded of this in, of Exodus in chapter 17 I was reading this earlier this week I love how God just shared this story in a few verses how he led Moses up on top of the hill when they were getting ready to go into battle with Am Am Amalek and the Bible says that God told Moses to choose a few men, you know, because they were going to go to battle. And while they were battling, Moses, Aaron, and Ur were to go to the top of the hill. And, and Moses was to hold his hands up in the air. And the Bible says in verse 11 that as long as Moses held his hands up in the air, the children of Israel prevailed. But when he became weary and tired and he began to lower those his hands, the Bible said then people, they began to prevail against Israel. And it got to a point where they set a stone under his and that, that was able to hold him up long enough so that they could win. And what if God is looking for you to surrender your circumstances to him, those things that you're hanging on to in your mind, those things that you're just turning around trying to figure out you're analyzing you're calculating you're, you're looking up on google and youtube trying to figure out how this thing can work out when what if god is just asking you to just surrender it to him and lay it down and trust him and just do the next right thing i learned this week while I was in heavy and trying to figure out how God was going to do a particular thing in my life. That when I made my made the decision that Lord I'm going to enter into your rest. Lord I'm going to ask you to search my heart for unbelief. I'm going to deal with the impatience of wanting things to happen now. And then I'm going to surrender all of that to you. Then I know you're going to work things according to your will. And guess what? God turned things for me literally in a day. And I'll share that video, that testimony in another video. But I just want you guys to know that God doesn't want you living anxiously through this life. That is not his will for you. And the enemy, we know his job is to get us off 
track and get us distracted and focusing on everything that's happening around us that we forget to focus on the main thing and that is that God is trustworthy he is faithful he's gonna take care of you he's gonna keep his promise he's not gonna fail you he's not gonna leave you and sometimes we put on God the character and the attributes of other people who have failed us and hurt us in the past and disappointed us but that's not God and if God has allowed some disappointment in your life, then you have to trust that even in that, he still has a plan even in that. God knows the plans that he has for you. And Romans 8.28 says all things are going to work together for the good of those who love the Lord. So be encouraged in that, in knowing that God has a rest for you. And he promised to get you to where he's taking you, okay? And God ain't going to forget his word. But you don't want to be like some of the, the Israelites who were not able to enter the promised land because they did not believe. They grumbled and they complained the entire way. To, to God just say, you know what? You don't want to believe? I don't I won't make you believe. I don't want God to force me to have to believe. He's been too good to me. He's been too faithful. He's been he's just been he's been everything I needed him to be. And I thought about this out in the video here. I was I was on my prayer call and I reminded them of this. I remember years ago I had these vinyl words above my bed and it said love is about finding someone. Love isn't about finding someone you can live with. It's about finding someone you can't live without. And I had that over my bed of course because at the time I was married and I just thought that that was such beautiful words. But I have learned that God is the one that I can't live without and his love is the one that is infinite and eternal and his love is the one that lasts even when others people other people love run out for me God's love is eternally with me and because his love is eternally with me I am eternally safe I am eternally well taken care of I can know that God is going to get me to where he's leading me and he's going to do the same in your life so be encouraged in that and don't let the enemy trip you up no more okay you guys be encouraged and thank you so much for watching